Ha-ha. Man's alive again. Welcome, everybody, to the final edition of Fantasy Friday slash Thursday for this week because today is the start of the 2020-2001 NFL season. <laughs> yeah. Pyrotechnics are key. And we have saved the best division for last, obviously. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Ask anybody you want. The AFC North is the best division in all football. And my, yeah. from judging from what we have listed today, there is no loss for talent. Not at all. Not at all. So let's get right into it with the quarterback. Mr. Malcolm, take it away. Yeah, we're going to start off with the Baltimore Ravens. And I think we all know this name, Lamar Jackson, unanimous MVP cover athlete from Madden 21 this year. Last season, he had 3,127 passing yards, 36 passing touchdowns, six interceptions, a 66 completion rate. And then with his rushing, he had just over 1,200 yards rushing and seven rushing touchdowns. So come on. I don't think it's you have to say anything else. He's the number one quarterback to draft in your fantasy football league. He's the number one ranked uh, maybe football player. Maybe it's either him or Mahomes. Um, that are ranked in the top 100. You can debate who's number one, but for quarterbacks, I have him ranked at number one. Yeah, his name's Lamar Jackson. Everyone has, everyone's been under a rock. I said that, yeah, but whatever. <laughs> he doesn't throw much INTs either, but I know his arms kind of put into question because he doesn't throw that far down the field. Six to one touchdown to INT ratio last year. But the uh, last quarterback to repeat as the top scoring fantasy quarterback in back to back seasons was uh, Dante Culpepper back in 2004 with the Minnesota Vikings. So it's not the most uh, heard of thing to do is repeating back-to-back years. But if it's anybody, it's Lamar Jackson. Yeah. And he, he's, he, last season was top, the top scoring fantasy quarterback, and he had a tough, tough schedule. Like he played San Francisco. He had to play New Orleans. He played Pittsburgh twice with that defense. Seattle, in Seattle. Like he had tough games and played huge numbers. Yeah. So he had 11 top six fantasy weeks in 15 games last year. So without a question, he's number one in quarterback rankings. And that should be it with anybody. Yeah. No, Running backs no. for the Ravens is Mr. Mark Ingram, who last year had 202 carries for 1,018 yards and 10 touchdowns to go with 26 receptions for 247 yards and five receiving touchdowns. Despite handling only 37% of the team's carries and 7% of the total targets. So he's putting up a thousand yards with not getting much of the ball. So he's playing, he's playing good ball. And he was fantasy number 11 scoring running back last year, but you chalk that up to how Baltimore plays their offense, right? Read option play with Lamar. Like it's kind of unfair. Yeah. Uh, He's been a top 15 fantasy running back each season for the last six. So he's, Pretty proven, but he's not getting any younger. He's at his age 30 season, so I really don't expect his numbers to go higher than what happened last year. And especially with the rookie they drafted, uh, that might stake some numbers from him. So I have him ranked 27th in running back rankings. Low-end running back number two or a mid-end flex player. Right on the nose, I have him ranked number 27 as well. And that's because his numbers are great, but due to the fact of this next guy, I think he's going to be seeing a lot less of the football and his numbers will diminish. And that guy from the Ohio State University's Mr. J.K. Dobbins. 
if anyone wants to talk about J.K. Dobbins as myself, love watching to see him play the last four years. It's unbelievable. Outstanding athlete, terrific speed, uh, durability. He's played everything. Playmaking ability is there as well. He can catch the ball. 2003 rushing yards and 21 touchdowns last year at Ohio State. So <laughs> there's no short of production with this guy. And he's done it for four years and arguably the toughest conference in college football. And he's, he's NFL ready. 5'9", 200 plus pounds. He's not going to get pushed around. Yeah. So, but does he get the starting job week one? I don't think so. So I have him ranked 38th in my running back rankings as a bench role to start because I think he might take over halfway through or into the season. Yeah, I have him number 40 overall. I think he's going to prove a lot of people wrong, though. And like, Well, not a lot of people. I think he's going to prove a lot of people right because he's supposed to be that top guy because uh, since Baltimore drafted him, well, they didn't really need to, but they did anyways, and I think he's going to be great to fit in with that offense. J.K. all day. Drafted yeah. him in both my fantasy leagues. Thank you very much. Yeah, this may, might be a mistake, but whatever. Uh, we're going to go to the wide receivers now. And the receiver I have down here uh, for the Ravens is Mr. Marquise Hollywood Brown. Um, in his rookie season this past season, had only 584 reception yards with seven reception, reception touchdowns and 46 receptions. He did play every game, but he didn't start every game. So that's why you don't see his numbers going all the way up. And due to the fact that Lamar was rushing the ball and passing it to their tight end or handing it off to Mark Ingram. So the receivers on this team don't see a lot of uh, – a lot of action, but so I wouldn't really, in my opinion, I'm not targeting a Baltimore receiver, but I have Hollywood Brown ranked at number 28 overall for the receivers. Yeah. To some degrees, uh, Hollywood Brown's rookie season was kind of underwhelming to a certain mm -hmm. extent. Cause there's a lot of hype with him coming out of college with his yeah. unreal speed and playmaking ability. Also, he was 46th best in fantasy. So the numbers are there to say it was not the best year for him, but Touchdown production was there. He had seven touchdowns on 69 targets. Yeah. Pretty ridiculous. And this offseason put on an extra 23 pounds. So he's Crazy. there. To, he's not going to be pushed around this year whatsoever. So I think you see a bounce back for Hollywood. As I have him ranked 29th in wide receiver rankings, low end wide receiver number two. But I think they're going to, everybody that's going to game plan for Baltimore is going to be game planning for that heavy run offense. So I think. It might turn some heads with the passing game because Lamar Jackson is just more than a running back. Yeah, he is. Tight end, posi <laughs> tight end position, Mr. Mark Andrews, 64 it's receptions, 852 yards, and 10 touchdowns. Handled a quarter of the target share last year in Baltimore. Eight. 11 end zone targets, which was tied for the most among tight ends, and eighth in the entire NFL. And with quarterback's arm – a question mark. I think it adds a lot more value to Mark Andrews just because of he's a tight end and not a speed demon receiver. So PPR leagues, watch out for Mark Andrews. I have him ranked fourth in my tight end rankings, high end tight end number one. Fourth, that's the number for Mark Andrews too, too. Honestly, he's so young too. He might be the best tight end in the league in a couple years. We don't know because he does have Lamar Jackson throwing the ball, who's not just a running back. But we're going to go Big to the trust. Big trust. Oh, when, when this guy said it, it was cringe. Justin Tucker came in and kind of said a big uh, I, I hate watching that, but Justin Tucker, uh, last season, he had 57 out of 59 extra points. So only two out of his three misses came this season. Um, but it's also the most extra points that he attempted in his career because of that loaded offense that scored so many touchdowns. So give it, you're going to miss a couple. 
Uh, for field goals, he only missed one field goal, 20, 29, but that's the lowest attempted in his career, 29 field goals in a season. Because they're just jamming it in the end zone. Exactly. And he was one for one from 50 plus, 10 for 11 from 40 to 49, nine for nine out of 30 to 39, and eight at eight from 20 to 29. So Justin Tucker, number one kicker in fantasy, probably the best kicker of all time. Absolutely. He is what you call automatic. Yes, sir. But I'll have you know, I went to a game two years ago and actually saw him miss a field goal. That's crazy. Take that in. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Justin Tucker, big trust himself. He's number one in my kickers as well. Surefire, surefire Hall of Famer. We get to the Baltimore defense, who last year had 37 sacks, 13 interceptions, 12 fumbles, and six touchdowns. Gave up 282 points and 4,809 yards. This was their third consecutive top four fantasy season, which ranked fourth in yardage allowed, third in points allowed, and second in defensive slash special teams touchdowns. But big losses in the secondary with Earl Thomas, very much noted, and Brandon Carr to go along with Michael Pierce and Patrick Onawasur. But some big, big additions to this defensive front with Calais Campbell, former defensive player of the year, Derek Wolf from Denver, and drafted a first-round pick in Patrick Queen from LSU. So I'm sure he's going to get thrown into the fold in week one to start off against Cleveland. But, yeah, he's going to be a great player in this league and a good value because he's on a rookie contract. So I have him, Denver, or Baltimore, ranked fourth in my defensive rankings. I have uh, the Ravens ranked number two in my defensive Ooh. rankings. So still that top five defense. They have a good defense. Uh, when you have guys like Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters and LJ Ford as well, they're all really good players. They're going to make some big-time plays. So number two, we'll go for the Ravens defense, not just their offense this year. But then we're going to move it along this this time to the Cincinnati. Cincinnati man. Thank you. Yeah, don't don't worry about it. I I got this off a note too. <laughs> the Cincinnati Bengals and their quarterback is the rookie number oh, your n- boy. number one out of this year's draft, Joe Burrow. Last year with LSU at five thousand six hundred seventy one passing yards, six t- sixty touchdowns, and six ints to his name. That's just ridiculous, and obviously the national championship as well. So he had a lot of draft stock. His draft stock went all the way up. Making After he won that championship, they were sure he was going to get drafted before anyone else, including uh, Tua, Herbert. Including Tua, just everyone. So I have, but I have him ranked since he's a rookie. I have him ranked number 28 out of my 35 because you don't know for sure how these guys are going to be. Look at Baker Mayfield. Look at Johnny Let me Manziel. see your hot take on Joe Burrow, buddy. Joe Burrow, hot take. He's going to be a bust. Yeah, he's been saying that since he got drafted. It's going to be a bust. 28 yeah. overall for me. Joe Burrow is extremely accurate in the college game. Last year, 76% completion rate, which was among the best of all time in terms of college football. But arm size, arm strength, I should say, is a question. You know, we can't really throw the ball downfield as much as we would like him to. But he is the only starter in week one. Fitzpatrick starting over Tua and Tyrod starting over Herbert. So he's the only rookie to get the ball to start off the year. So I have him ranked 26th in my quarterback rankings as a bench player for sure. Because obviously, like you said, you just don't know. And and that Cincinnati offensive line will not be helping his cause whatsoever this year. Yeah. Running backs from the University of Oklahoma, it's Mr. Joe Mixon, who last year had 78 carries. 1,137 yards with five touchdowns and 35 receptions to go for 287 yards 
and three receiving touchdowns. He was the only bright spot in Cincinnati's offense last year. And you can ask anybody that question and they would definitely agree because you cannot name me anybody else on that offense last year who shined. Yeah. He had top seven finishes and touches top 11 finishing yards and eight plus touchdowns in the past two seasons. So he's starting to establish himself as one of the premier running backs in this league. So I have him ranked 14th in my running back rankings, low end running back number one or a high end running back number two. One of the best dual threat players in the league, but I think he's still pretty young and really has, has he made a pro bowl yet? I don't think so. I don't think so. No, so I think seasons, with so. a, and he's got a, he's finally he's finally has a decent quarterback to work with now in Joe Burrow, and right. Dalton's now out of the picture. So hopefully they can they can make it hot because you know what how good Clyde Edwards Elair was with Joe Burrow. So maybe Joe Mixon can rub off on him a little bit. Yeah, so since Joe Burrow is going to be a bust, I feel like Joe Mixon will be seeing a lot of the runs. So I also have him ranked number fourteen overall, and he's a good pickup, but. Uh, I would have him as a low-end starter or a solid number two running back for you on your fantasy team. And then we move it along to the wide receivers. I have two. One, I didn't really put down any of his stats because I just remembered him, but I did draft him in my team. But the first one I'll get to is A.J. Green, A.J. Green. In 2018, so we can't talk about his 2019 stats because he didn't play at all. But in 2018, he played nine games at 694 reception yards, six touchdowns, and 46 receptions. Go back to his season where he played a full 16 games, which is the year before that, so 2017. He had 1,078 reception yards, eight reception touchdowns, and then 75 receptions on 145 targets. So when he's playing, he's like he's the guy to look out for. He's a very athletic guy. He can. He's always gonna have. If he's playing, if he's healthy, he's gonna have over a thousand yards, maybe almost fifteen hundred yards, close to that. I don't think he's gonna get there again this season. But this season, I look out for him. Uh, he might not get that a thousand yards because of his injury might set him back, and they don't want to injure him even more because he's already dealt with it for so long over his career. He's not thirty years old. But Ivan ranks number twenty-seven in my wide receiver rankings. AJ Green, I think, is my nominee to one comeback player of the year. Santa Claus for sure. When healthy, he's ranked no worse than 16th in fantasy points per game in each of his eight NFL seasons. And like you said, since he last played in week eight of 2018, he was fantasy number seven scoring, number seven scoring wide receiver in 2018 after. But yeah, he hasn't played a game since week eight of that year. So it's a lot of question marks on his durability. If you still got it back to his all pro pro bowl self. So I have him ranked 28th in my wide receiver rankings, low end wide receiver number two. I think if he doesn't play up to the caliber that he thinks he is, I think he retires. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, He doesn't want to risk it anymore. But this is the sleeper on the Bengals. You have Mr. Tyler Boyd. And Tyler Boyd filling in some shoes nicely. Had 90 receptions last season, 1,046 reception yards, and five touchdowns total. So I think he's a speedy guy. I think Joe Burrow will be looking to him for a while, honestly. Um, I, I picked him in one of my fantasy leagues, if not both, uh, as a, like a bench player or a, like a number two flex player. Uh, you got to look out for him. We don't know right away what's going to happen, but I think he's going to be a good pick uh, if you're on your waiver wire or to have on your bench. So, yeah, Tyler Boyd has finished no lower than eighth among wide receivers in snaps, routes, routes run, targets, and receptions. But touchdown production isn't really there. Seven end zone targets over the past two seasons, so he's not getting the looks. I don't think he's going to this year because A.J. Green's going to be back. So I think production could increase, decrease. And one guy who we don't talk about in Cincinnati, but obviously he's not on our rankings, is the guy they drafted in T. Higgins, who is going to be in the fold this year now. 
So mm-hmm. another good weapon for Joe Burrow. But yeah, Tyler Boyd, I have ranked 33rd in wide receiver rankings. Low end wide receiver number two or a mid end flex. Yeah. I can very much. Tight end position for Cincinnati is Mr. CJ Ozuma. Last year had 27 receptions for 242 yards and two touchdowns. Really nice numbers. Not. But is the start of this year after the departure of the injury riddled Tyler Eifert. So probably you'll see some numbers go up. But I don't think it's really much noted that you should have him on your fantasy team. I have him ranked 23rd in my tight end rankings. This is a bench player or a good matchup. You see it at Cincinnati plays. But for Cincinnati, I don't know if there's much good matchup to look for. Yeah, I remember 25th too. So he's still there in my tight end rankings, but I don't see him as being some guy that you're going to look out for to draft. Um, and then we're going to get to the kicker. So this kicker doesn't crack my top 15 balls. Nor mine. Is Randy Bullock. And Randy Bullock's 30 years old now. He's been in the league for quite some time all over the place. But on Cincinnati now, last season went 24 of 25 for his extra points. And then for field goals, he went 27 out of 31, hitting a 57 yarder nonetheless. So not bad. Big lake. But he so that 57 yarder was his only make out of three from 50 plus. And then he was 10 of 12 from 40 to 49, six out of six from 30 to 39, and then 10 for 10 from 20 to 29 yards out. Um, like I said, he's not a kicker to look out for, in my opinion. There's a plenty of other kickers available, but we're just talking about them because it's the FC North, and I want to talk about every single team. So, <laughs> yeah, defense up for Cincinnati, I think, could turn some heads this year. But yeah. last season had 31 sacks, 11 ints, five fumbles, only one touchdown, 390 points against, and 6,299 yards against. But they added some huge playmakers in this offseason, adding DJ Reader, Trey Waynes, Mackenzie Alexander. Vaughn Bell and Josh Bynes. So they are putting in some big money players to play, along with already proven players like Geno Atkins and Carlos Dunlap up front. So I think improvements were a must for this defense, but they have not ranked in the upper half of the league and forced turnovers, forced fumbles, or yardage allowed since 2015. But I think they're on the way they're on the trend upward, but they're still don't crack my top 15 defense. Yeah, me neither. They're not don't even look out for them. So the next team we're going to talk about are the Cleveland Steamers. I mean, Cleveland Browns, um, OBJ like getting pooped on, kind of weird. But we're going to talk about their starter, Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield last season, uh, 3,827 passing yards, 22 touchdowns, but 21 interceptions with a 59.4 completion rate. Also had three rushing touchdowns to name his name with 141 rushing yards. Kind of a sophomore slump for this guy, throwing stony picks. Don't see him getting much better anyways. He's on the Browns, terrible organization. Either way, he still does crack, crack my top 20 because he is yeah, a starter for this team. So he's number 17 overall for my fantasy rankings. He's just salty. Like, whatever. But Baker Mayfield, to put some more enthusiasm into this show, Baker Mayfield was 10th in pass attempts last year, but only managed 25 total touchdowns to go along with 21 INTs, which is second most in the league. 40 sacks, which was seventh most, and 141 rushing yards, which was 20th. West Fancy's number 20 scoring running back, but manage only two weekly finishes better than ninth. But you cannot ignore the supporting cast he has and the boosted offensive line, which was unbelievable. It was atrocious last year in Cleveland. Adding Jack Conklin, yeah. drafting Jedrick Wills, but they do have a rookie center in Nick Harris, so they are going to have to figure that situation out. But this year with COVID 19, there'll be no fans in the stands. So maybe that the visiting Cleveland Browns in some games won't have to worry about this rookie center missing the snap count. But mm-hmm. I think Baker Mayfield is poised to have a much better year. And you ask anybody who's an NFL insider or a reasonable podcast host, 
says that Baker Mayfield is going to bounce back for this year. So I have him ranked 14th in my quarterback rankings. Low-end quarterback number one or a bench player. Low-end quarterback number one. Uh, that's enough out of you. Running backs next for the Cleveland Browns at the University of Georgia in his third season. It's Nick Chubb. Last year, at 298 carries for just under 1,500 yards at 1,494 with eight touchdowns as well as 36 receptions for 278 yards. No touchdowns to go along for in the air, but he is such a consistent running back. You're going to get 70, 80, 90, 100 yards out of him every night. And he rarely fumbles the ball. I think he'll have one fumble in his whole NFL career right now. So he is, he's going on the ball to you. He's not going to get much turnovers away. And he's a workhorse. He is down the steel. Like just how Ezekiel Elliott runs, nose down, always falling forward. Was fantasy's number eight scoring back in 2019, thanks to the fourth most touches in the league and second most total yardage at the running back position. But my question mark with Nick Chubb is that Kareem Hunt is going to be there for the full season. And his production did dip after Kareem Hunt returned in week 10. So we might have to see what Nick Chubb does sharing some spots with Kareem Hunt. But without a doubt, he's still going to get over 1,000 yards this year. I have him ranked number seven in my running back rankings as a high end running back number one. He went in a first round in our league this year. Can you believe that or what? I was quite shocked. I was shocked. But who picked him? I can't remember. Some, some buck tea. But I have Nick Chubb number 10 overall. Still, I, I'm going to give him credit because he did have a great Good season last bucket. season. Not, like, come on. Like, I'm not a little biased. A little, only with Baker am I a little biased. That's about it. The rest of the team, you can't lie. They have some talent on the, in this offense. Some so talent. Some talent. Well, tell me when they make the playoffs, and then I'll give them more credit. When, is it, when do they start this year? January? Yeah, that's when they'll make the playoffs. Okay. But are we going to talk about Kareem? Oh, absolutely. The man coming off a fresh two-year contract at $13 million was Kareem Hunt out of the University of Toledo. Last year at 43 carries, 179 yards, and two touchdowns. But where he did most of his damage was in the receiving game with 37 receptions for 285 yards and one touchdown. Better than some running backs playing the full season with the numbers he had. He will be the primary passing back in Cleveland without a doubt. And only trailed Nick Chubb by three fantasy points in the six games he was active. So he is a pretty good bet to be a player you pick up that isn't the starter. So I have him ranked 30th in my running back rankings as a flex player. I had him ranked number 16 in my uh, kicker rankings, actually. Oh, 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 I'm kidding, though. I don't have him ranked in my top. Do I? Just going to double check here because I don't think I do. But yeah, he just yeah. hates Browns players. You know, it's supposed to be an unbiased show, but, you know. Mm. Is a sleeper. He did get paid just now. Two years, what, like $15 million? Two years. million. Yeah, same thing. Just day. over $6 million per. Yeah, it's kind of insane. So that's why I think that he's going to be splitting those snaps with Chubb, and Chubb's going to see a little bit of a diminish. Not a top, not a top seven type of player, more like a top ten. But whatever. We'll just go with Jay's rankings. But we're going to get to the guy who likes to get pooped on a lot is Mr. OBJ, Cleveland Steamer himself. Buy the shirt. Um, pardon? You bought the shirt. Buy the shirt. Oh, my God. It's hilarious. <laughs> Last season, he had 1,035 reception yards, four reception touchdowns, and then 74 receptions on 133 targets. He's had five out of his six seasons in the season so far. In his career so far, he's had 1,000 reception yards, and that one season where he didn't, he was injured. So, obviously, he's a top-notch receiver. Um, I think the Browns want to see more out of him, though, 
because it's kind of been under even though we got a thousand yards receiving I think he's been kind of underwhelming like underwhelmed so far for this team but then again you do have supporting cast where Baker has unbelievable yeah Baker has other options to throw the ball so he's not just that number one guy like he was with the Giants he's gonna have to play his role down a little bit but still I'm number I've been ranked inside my top 10 at number eight overall for wide receivers yeah, Mr. OVJ himself only had one top 10 fantasy week last year, but I think there was a lot of pressure on him to perform this last uh, last season, but he did still put up a thousand yards. Like, but everyone thinks, Oh my God, it's OBJ. Like you should be getting 1500 and getting 15 touchdowns every year. Yeah. Like just give it a rest people. Okay. This is his first year back after getting that ankle, that awful ankle injury that he missed so much time with. So it's hard to get the rhythm down, like to put in perspective, but in his first three years in the league, he averaged 96 receptions, 1,300 yards, and 12 touchdowns a year. So when you read those numbers compared to last season, obviously it's a big drop-off in every category. So, But touchdowns were a bit of a problem for him. I think he only had four or five. So he needs to get more, more touches in the end zone. So I have him ranked 10th in my wide receiver rankings as a mid-end, top-end wide receiver number one. Yep, and then the other guy, who's my personal favorite player on the Cleveland Browns, surprising I'm saying a favorite player, but um, is Jarvis Landry. And Jarvis Landry last season had more reception yards, so 1,174 reception yards with six touchdowns to his name on the receiving end. And he had 83 receptions on 138 targets. So he actually had five more targets than OBJ did last season. Uh, Jarvis Landry, obviously coming over from Miami a couple years ago, um, He's very good. His hands are great. Jarvis and OBJ teammates like they were before. It's crazy to see them again on the same team. So I think they're going to be – if they have a good quarterback, they're disgusting. But they have, they're stuck with Baker. So we're going to cut off Malcolm right now. Landry had a career high in receiving yardage with 1,174 1, yards per reception at 14.1. And that made him get his fifth consecutive top 18 fantasy season. And he is extremely durable. He has never missed a game in his six NFL seasons. And checking in as one of just six players who had at least one target in his games last year. So he's getting the ball and he's doing things with it. And he's going to be the primary slot receiver again in Cleveland. And I think OBJ is going to get more of the better cornerback coverage. So Jarvis Landry is playing twice in another big year. So I have him ranked 25th in my wide receiver rankings as a mid to low end wide receiver number two. I haven't ranked higher, 23, so there you go. Shows yeah, I'm not biased. I'm not biased, so. But we get but. to the highest paid tight end in the NFL is Mr. Austin Hooper, who last year had 75 receptions for 787 yards and six touchdowns. He has finished no lower than seventh among tight ends in routes, targets, receptions, or receiving yards in the, each of the past two seasons. He was fantasy's top-scoring tight end prior to a Week 10 injury, and I think that Cleveland finally has a durable tight end to play with because of last year, obviously, we know how David Njoku got hurt in, what, Week 3 or Week 2 into the season. And it didn't really come to form at all, but really, Cleveland has not had a good tight end to speak of in probably 10 years when Jordan Cameron kind of stole the show. And I'm sure none of you guys know who Jordan Cameron is, so maybe that's a bit of a stretch. But I think Austin Hooper probably brings a good tight end into the fold in Cleveland and a good blocking tight end because they really have never had a good blocking tight end since they came back into the league in 1999. Yeah. So I have him, Austin Hooper, ranked ninth in my tight end rankings as a mid-end tight end number one. 
ninth. I have him ranked number 14th. Whoa! 14th, I say. I have a few other tight ends that we've already discussed. Uh, if you go back, watch all the videos and do the rankings yourself, you'll see which ones I put ahead of them. Uh, other names such as Mike Isecki, Hayden Hurst. No way. Noah Fan, Tyler Higby. Unproven players. Unproven. No, I don't think so. Austin Hooper, 14th for me. Don't go out reaching for him. Don't listen to Jay here. Come on. Let's, let's have some sense. Austin Hooper is a proven tight end in this league. <laughs> Say second-year players are proven tight ends. In Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is a great quarterback. Exactly, a good quarterback. So this and Austin Hooper is going to rub off on Baker. But yes. we get to the University of Miami boy. This is, this is my third the other Austin. year. The other huh? Austin? The other Austin? No. Oh, you're going to the other tight end? Yes. Oh, my God. University of Miami, the U. In his third year for the Cleveland Browns, coming off a horrific, I don't know what you call it, a neck injury, is David, the chief, David Njoku. I'm not going to speak about his numbers last year because it was just – it was. Well, he was just injured, that's why. Yeah, it's, it's very – I think he only had six receptions, so, I mean, it's definitely not yeah. worth mentioning. But in his last full season, 2018, he had a 56 receptions – 639 yards and four touchdowns, which was good for ninth best among tight ends in fantasy. But Kevin Stefanski, coming from Minnesota, he likes to run a two tight end offense. So I think David and Drew's going to get a lot of playing time as a second second tight end on the depth chart. So hopefully he can just stay healthy because I think that's a huge question mark. And he doesn't block, so he's not going to be out there for running the ball because he's, he's a liability. So I have him ranked 31st in my tight end rankings as a bench player. Yeah, don't have him ranked in my top 26, so we can just ignore that. But what I was going to say, I thought you were done with your tight ends because I didn't think oh, you were no. going to get into David Njoku. But we're going to oh, get into the oh. other Austin, and that's Austin Seibert. In his rookie season with the Browns, he had 30 out of 35 extra points made, and then he missed four field goals, going 25 out of 29. He was one of two from 50-plus. He was 9 of 12, so that's where most of his misses were, from 40 to 49. And then he was 9 of 9, perfect from 30 to 39 yards out, and then perfect again, 6 of the 6, from 20 to 29 yards out. I think I still have him ranked in my top 15 because I think he's going to be having to kick the ball a lot since the uh, Baker won't get the ball in the end zone. So I have him ranked number 12 overall in my kicker rankings. Mm. A big side, as I like to call him in Cleveland. I think he's with the – Power, overpowered offense that Cleveland has. I think he's going to get a lot of leg to be putting it into the extra point through the uprights. I think he's going to get a lot more motioning at number – I have him ranked number 11 in my kicking rankings, but you cannot talk about kickers and not mention the Scottish Hama and Jamie Gillen, the punter. So he's not going to get this look. But if we have – just if you take five seconds just to say, all hail Scottish Hammer. Thank you. I'm sorry for that, everyone who was watching. Defense in Cleveland, 38 sacks last year, 14 INTs, six fumbles, one touchdown, 377 points against, and under 6,000 yards at 5,785 yards against. They were held without a top 20 fantasy performance for the fifth consecutive season, but were top eight in the league in interceptions. Watching those games, watching Cleveland Browns games every year, don't miss one, they are on the field for so long I wonder why they are overworked overused over depended on so you see oh first quarter second quarter not too bad but when it comes to the second half of the games they just blow up because they just they're on the field so long so I think I I think it's time to fix that so I don't have them ranked in my top 15 
Yeah, don't have him ranked either. But we're going to get to the nitty-gritty with the best team in football right now, and that is the Pittsburgh Steelers. And we're going to start off with their quarterback, Mr. Big Ben Roethlisberger himself. Obviously, I had to draft him at least one of my pools, so I got him this time in uh, in Jay's and I's pool that we have together, the one that Jay's the commish. In 2019, he did get injured with his elbow, and he had 351 passing yards for one interception, zero touchdowns in his two games. Obviously, not, not the best, but we go back to 2018, where he had three rushing touchdowns and 98 rushing yards, and then for his passing, had a career high 5,129 passing yards and career high 34 passing touchdowns. And then uh, 16 picks to his name, not great, but 67, uh, a 67 completion percentage. Big Ben's coming back this year. He is making a candidate for a bit comeback player of the year. He said his arms never felt better in his whole life. Uh, and um, you believe that? No. Oh, you're still not there. I thought you're frozen. He said his arms never felt better in his whole life since he was younger. I believe. I believe it. Uh, so I have him number ranked. 13th overall inside my top 15. So you talk so much crap about how much interceptions Baker Mayfield throws, but you're telling me that Ben went healthy through 16? He also put 5,000 passing yards and 34 passing touchdowns. Has Baker mm. done that? Mm. Ben Roethlisberger is his glaring number himself. with Ben Roethlisberger is that he's 38 years of age, but he has not, he has finished eighth or better in fantasy points per game in five straight seasons prior to his injury riddle year last year, but does he return to form after missing 14 yes. games last year? Yes. I'm, I'm not even questioning it. It's, it's if a he solid was maybe yes. five years younger, I would agree with you, but he's, he's 38 years old. This is his last season. This is his last season. He's making something out of it. Mm. I'm call, I'm saying it right now. This is his last he's season. He's ranked 15 he's for make... me in quarterback ranking. Don't talk to Bench player. Don't talk Bench player. Yeah. Running backs positions here in the Steel Starting City. We got one. the University of Pittsburgh, Erie, Pennsylvania zone, James Conner. Last year at 116 carries for 464 yards, four touchdowns, 34 receptions for 251 yards, and three reception touchdowns. Durability is a concern for me, who last year missed at least two or missed at least two games in each of his first three NFL campaigns. Yeah, But due to his injury in week eight last year, he did sit ninth in running backs and fantasy points through week eight of last year. So I think with Big Ben having question marks on him, I think James Conner's going to get a lot of the ball. So I have him ranked 16th in my running back rankings, high end running back number two. Same here. I'm 16th. We can agree on something. Yeah, because I'm not biased like yourself. Are we going to talk about the sleeper pick for the running back position? Well, I have one. But I don't know if it's the same as yours, but I have Mr. Jalen Samuels as my sleeper. Last year on 66 carries, 175 yards, one touchdown. But this is where he makes his money. 47 receptions for 305 yards and one touchdown. I think he's a great value for a receiving back, and I don't think anybody's going to be drafting Jalen yeah. Samuels at all. Yep. I just really don't know who Jalen Samuels is. No offense to him. But again, you don't know about Big Ben. I think he could transition to Mr. Tom Brady with the checkdowns. So I have him, Jalen Samuels, ranked 51st in running back rankings just as a bench player with a wire pickup. See where Big Ben is? You don't know. I have him a bench player, too. I have him as a sleeper, so not ranked in my top 41, but still good double dual threat running back. And if Jim Conner gets injured again, then he's going to go to him and Benny Snell White and whoever else they have in the running back depth chart. But so, uh, I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers. What a Pittsburgh Steelers fan? Who else do they have in running back? I don't know. Uh, whatever. Whoever they have. They just named their top three, so whatever. Not a big deal. But we're going to go to the receivers now. And 
This guy, Juju Smith-Schuster, part of the FaZe clan, last year played 12 games, did get injured, uh, had 552 reception yards with three touchdowns and 42 receptions. Go to the year prior, just like we're going to go for a full season that he played. He had 1,426 reception yards, seven touchdowns, and 111 receptions on 166 targets. So when this guy was healthy, he was playing some big ball. um, And he is the number one receiver now. Since ever since Antonio Brown left, uh, he's been the number one guy, and he's very young. He's been playing great football, so I have him ranked in my top fifteen at number thirteen overall for Juju. I have him there as well, but I think he still needs to prove he's the number one receiver in the league after his year last year. Yeah, he doesn't. I don't, he has not screened to me as a leader at all. I think he's like he's like us, just trying to have fun, do whatever you yeah. want. Yeah, but Big Ben's like last year. I think it was just tough circumstances because your leader's gone in week two, so I think it's just hard to throw you into the fire. But Big Ben's not getting any younger, so I think Drew just got to start adapting to becoming that leader. Yeah, and then some guy who I think might make a push to be this number one receiver in Pittsburgh after his rookie season is Deontay Johnson, speedy little fella. Uh, play, had 680 reception yards, five reception touchdowns, and then 59 receptions on 92 targets, targeted 92 times. He also had 40, 41 rushing yards on just four attempts, so he is fast. He can maybe do some little run plays if you want to. Buy him as a sleeper, not ranked inside my top 30, but someone to look out for on the waiver wire to see if he picks it up and makes a push to be that number one guy over Juju in, for Pittsburgh. I was say, Deontay Johnson, you can argue, had a better season than Juju last year. Yeah, 100%. So, yeah, second year, he's not going to get – best cornerbacks if Juju stays healthy. So Deontay Johnson might be a good pickup. Have him ranked number 57 in wide receiver rankings, bench player and or waiver wire pickup. But we get to Pittsburgh tight ends who always seem to burn everybody so well. I can only talk about one because I'm going to throw up if I talk about the other two. Is Eric Ebron, who last year had 31 receptions for 375 yards and three touchdowns. Injury riddled year. But 2018 is when he really broke out into becoming a well-known name who last 2018 saw post 66 receptions, 750 yards, and 13 touchdowns. Had him on my team that and year. We all know how much Ben Roethlisberger loves his tight ends. Makes me yes, sick sir. in my stomach. Yes, sir. So hopefully Eric Ebron can regain the love he had in Indianapolis. So I have him ranked 17th in my tight end rankings, low end tight end number one, or just a bench player because we don't know if he can, after his numbers last year, if he can return to form like he did in 2018. I have him at number 17 as well. But the other guy, we're not going to talk about the rookie. I won't talk about him at all. We'll talk about Vance McDonald last season. Vance McDonald at 273 reception yards, 38 receptions and three reception touchdowns. So close to the same numbers as Eric Brown last season. He did have that great play against uh, Conte where he he just stiff-armed him and went all the way down into the end zone. I have Vance McDonald ranked number 16. So both tight ends ranked at 16 and 17. Both I'm going to see a lot of playing time, in my opinion, uh, for Big Ben this season. That makes me so. sick. Pittsburgh tight ends most unathletic. Like, they shouldn't be in They should be selling you insurance. What, Pittsburgh tight ends? Pittsburgh tight ends. What Jesse James. James uh, McDonald. I uh. think Chase Claypool will change that discussion, but we won't talk Chase about it. Chase Claypool? You're telling me Chase Claypool is going to be a tight end more than the wide receiver? He could be either one. They say they're going to put him in either one. I don't agree with that. He should be wide receiver. He could be either one if you want. He's ranked third in their depth chart for tight ends, but 
or second behind both of those two. We're going to go through the kicker now, and the kicker is Chris Boswell. After a horrific year in 2018, after getting signed big money, he came back last season having 28 of 28 extra points and then 29 of 31 uh, field goals. He was one of two from 50-plus, 9 out of 10 for 40 to 49, 7 out of 7 from 30 to 39, 11 out of 11 from 20 to 29, and the one chip in from 0 to 19 he made. So I think he's going to have another good year. He did get paid big money, like I said, two years ago. He needs to keep up this momentum and not be someone who chokes like a, like a Chicago Bears kicker. Um, so I have him ranked at number seven overall for my kickers. Yes, I have him seventh as well. I was the dummy who took Chris Boswell in 2018 <laughs> to have a horrific season like he did. But 2017 and 2019 were good seasons. Yeah. For Chris Boswell, just 2018, I don't know what happened to him. Just a monstrosity. But I don't know if Pittsburgh will be scoring much points this year. So <laughs> he might be taking a lot of that, could be kicking a lot of field goals. But the guy, the creme de la creme for this Pittsburgh team is their defense, without a question. 54 sacks, 20 INTs, 18 fumbles, four touchdowns. 285 points against, 4,866 yards against last year. The unit was second in fantasy points last year, making it the fourth top eight finish over the past five seasons. They have ranked no worse than fifth in forced turnovers, yardage allowed, and points allowed, as well as first in sacks for the third straight season. We can talk about all the great players they have, TJ Watt, Bud Dupree, Stephon Tuitt, Joe Hayden, Minka Fitzpatrick. I'll, st I'll stop you right there. I'm just going to name off all the starters. No. I, I no. Cam Hayward, TJ Watt, Devin Bush, Bud, Bud Dupree, Joe Hayden, Minka Fitzpatrick, Steven Nelson, Terrell Edmonds, Vince Williams, Tyson Alualu, and Stephon Tuitt. They're starters for your defense in Pittsburgh. All of them household names, in my opinion. I'll think we'll keep going. No, that was the starters. There you go. I'm not going to go through the second and third strings, too. But this Pittsburgh defense is ranked third in my defensive rank. Well, I've been ranked number one. Because you're bad. You're biased, man. Well, no. In biased. Both, in both fantasy pools that I've been in, everyone was saying Steelers defense better go first, and they did go first in both No, they didn't. Did they not go first no. in this one? I, then there was the other one they went first. They did go. I'm going to go back and check now because I don't believe you. I'm pretty sure they went first overall. No. I've been trying to trade. Right when I saw the Maui's cheese, so – but still, number one, not biased, the new Iron Fort in Pittsburgh. They're going to have a monstrous season, put up stack numbers. TJ Watt's going to prove Madden that he's ranked higher than what he is. Should be a 95 overall, honestly, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, she's right. That kicks it off for the Fantasy Fridays edition. We are, yes, that is it. We are done. Fantasy Fridays is in the books. But what isn't is the NFL season. Uh, good luck to everybody in their fantasy leagues and lineups, and hopefully we get to see a full 16 games this year. Yeah, so hopefully. good luck with everybody, and we'll see you all for the weekly recap on Saturday.